It's time for Geekiest Show Ever, number 15. Little uh, music running in the background, Lost in the Shadows from uh, the Lost Boys movie. You guys remember that movie? Uh, and I loved the soundtrack to that movie. Oh, it was one of the best soundtracks of all time as far as I'm concerned. I loved the Lost Boys theme and... Oh, it was just great. I, that was the lead singer of Foreigner who sang that, wasn't it? Yep, sure was. Oh, that was Lou Graham, I Lou, think? Lou Graham, yeah. Uh, that, you know, they they did just come out with a uh, second movie, Lost Boys 2, The Tribe, or something like that. And it I, honestly, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. Uh, but the first movie, the, that first Lost Boys, we should really have a, a vampire show one of these days. Yeah. It's not going to be today. But I no. that first Lost Boys movie, uh, I loved. It doesn't hold out hold up quite as good now because I keep seeing Jack Bauer as a vampire and it just messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who was on the boat in Speed Two, but still, I mean, it was it was a it was a cool flick. Anyways, yeah, I had had all those child actors who ended up doing loads and loads of drugs, loads and loads yeah. of lewds. Yeah. <laughs> There was the actually, there was a show on the Lifetime Network, I think it was, and it was two seasons, and each season was like six episodes, so it was almost like a BBC series at that point. It was called The Two Corys, and uh, Corey Haim and... and um, Corey, Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Now, Feldman's the one who's married to uh, a semi-hot chick. I think she's a model, and obviously, you know, it's the Hollywood thing, and... Uh, kind of have his stuff together he's not the big star that he thinks he is but i mean he's still making money in the industry and that's good for him and he's not into drugs he's very much a health conscious guy um has a wife has a home doing everything like i would say a normal person cory feldman on the other hand or i'm it's sorry cory haim cory haim on the other hand oh wow he's a, he's a mess wow um Feldman had not really a big role, but he did have a role in the new Lost Boys movie. And uh, Haim basically had a cow when he found out, so they got him into it too. And uh, he was kept flubbing his lines on the one scene that he had, really bad. Turns out he was on drugs again. <gasps> and uh, yeah, ooh, wow. And that was basically at the end of the series. The, the producers were like, we're not going to show this on... TV. We're not putting him on TV until he can clean up his act, and they had a huge falling out at the la- on the last episode. And yeah, anyways, <laughs> enough with uh, revisiting nine or eighties nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Big news this week! Big news: Disney buys Marvel. Wow. Um. I don't know why I didn't see this coming, guys. It's kind of obvious now. But, wow. The word on the street is Marvel has been up for sale for some time. Dude, you know how many times... Now, Guy, you've, you've followed, you followed comics for longer than I have. Marvel yeah. has been sold and bought and sold and bought by so many companies for so long yeah. that I didn't even pay attention to that anymore. But no, it just this, didn't seem to matter. No, but this is different. Disney is not going to ever, ever let Marvel go. Disney will own Marvel forever. Forever. Well, it's a smart move for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they... But how is this going to affect their their uh, movie deals with some of the other studios? Well, those are well, those are contracts. They can't break them. 
Well, right. I'm sure they could if they spent a whole lot of money. Um, but it's not like Disney's not going to benefit by Fox's next X-Men movie either. I, d- I don't think Disney's going to want to bring the movie properties. Oh, to be yes, completely they in- oh, That's, no, that's but, entirely what this yeah, is about. Absolutely. No, but they, they're, not, they're not going to bring all of them to be an in-house operation. Absolutely, I'm sure yes, they will. Event, as, as soon as the contracts are up, Yep. You can bet it, it's Sony has a six picture deal with with for Spider Man six pictures. I guarantee you they are not going to have a seventh Disney property getting made as a movie by Sony. No, no. Uh-uh. do you think Disney is capable of making the kind of yes dark yep. darker sort of movie that that a lot of the Marvel properties demand? Dude, can well, you imagine they have, me they going? They have other studios that can handle it. absolutely. But could you imagine me going to Disney? And saying, okay, I want to make this movie. It's about this hooker. And she meets this John. And it's it's like a Cinderella story. And But she's a hooker. She's a prostitute. This is going to be a Disney movie. We're going to call it Pretty Woman. <laughs> Pretty Woman was a Disney movie. But that was that was Touchstone Pictures. That was a different... Um, Touchstone oh, was... Yeah, but why couldn't... Why couldn't- Go Touchstone ahead. was designed to do that sort of movie. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. That's exactly my point. Yeah, they could either they could either do it through Touchstone, or they could come out come up with another marquee brand to uh, to do these movies. I mean, as long as the money's coming into Disney, they don't care whose name is on it. No, but they do want to control from top to bottom their sure. property. Um. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the next thing that they do is throw a whole lot of money at these other movie companies that have the rights to make the movies of Spider-Man and X-Men and Captain America and Iron Man and pull them all back in-house. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And I don't think that... Well, let's, let's start here, guys. We'll start with you, Guy. All right. Disney buying Marvel. Do you think it's good for us, the consumer... Um, based on what Disney has done in the past, I would say yes, only because, you know, part of the problem with the Marvel movies, and really that's what we're talking about, Disney, Disney isn't going to touch the comics. They're they're not going to bother with it because they don't really care. Um, part of the problem with, with a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out is that it's come from so many different studios that there's no coherence. Yeah. Well, it's not even a matter of inconsistent quality. I mean, you you could say that about about any franchise. Uh, No, when I say quality, I mean, you know, how much of a budget they have. And, I mean, you look at the the very first Fantastic Four movie that was uh, more of an indie house picture, if anything. And then you look at the actual Hollywood. I thought you were talking about the Roger Corman one. (laughs) Well, that too. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I've seen parts. It was so bad I couldn't stand to watch for <laughs> well, more the, than a half hour. The thing, the thing costume wasn't too bad, but, but but some of the special effects. I mean, yeah, I I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but at the very end of the movie, when when he marries Sue and they're they're driving away in the limo, they have this obviously fake long arm sticking out of the sunroof, going back and forth like "bye, see ya," and it was just like, oh my god, you really didn't. But Roger Corman had to get that out as quickly as he could because he was about to lose the rights to it. Right. And as it turned out, it was it was never released for uh, for major distribution. Um, but that's but- what I mean by inconsistent quality. Disney's Disney's not really known for well, they used to be. But here, here's yeah. my take on it. 
Disney did something really, really intelligent just a couple years ago, and they bought Pixar. Yes. But what happened was, it was almost like a reverse takeover. The same thing happened when Apple Computer bought Next Computer. All the top people at Next became all the top people at Apple. Apple. The same thing has happened now with Disney absorbing Pixar. All the top people at Pixar are now all the top people at Disney, and they displaced a lot of Disney veterans. A lot of of those guys were dead weight, though. I mean, let's face it. Well, that's my point, though. But they bought this company, and it was a reverse takeover. John Lasseter Lasseter took over Disney Animation. Yep. And the first thing he said was, um, yeah, you need to reopen all the hand-drawn cell studios because you know what? That's what Disney does best. Yep. And then the second thing he said is, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 5. Out the window. Cinderella 3, direct-to-DVD, all got scrapped. Yep. Then he started work on a... a, He says, we're going to do Toy Story again. Show me a script that's worth a damn, and then maybe I'll think about it. And it's got to be Pixar Studios doing it. Exactly. Yep. And and as far as animation goes, coming straight from Disney, um, they've they've done two pretty decent animated flicks with Bolt. And oh, Bolt was a good movie. Yeah, Dude, also, I've, I've seen it also like 50 with times. Meet the Robinsons. Did you see Meet the <laughs> yep, Robinsons? And that was pretty good yeah. too. That I mean, it wasn't a Pixar flick. No, but those were both already under development. A lot of those movies were already done when they bought Pixar. But Pixar yeah. and John Lasseter in particular actually cut a lot of that movie and made him redo a whole bunch. Um, and they were both very well done. Very well done. And Bolt in particular, I thought Bolt was a much better movie than Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, um, yeah, and it and it it was almost Pixar quality, not quite, but it was almost Pixar quality. The video game well, was quite the, good the too. The difference, the difference was it wasn't so much uh, the, the as far as the animation that you know the the animation was, was definitely quality, but where the story where Pixar this yeah where Pixar sets themselves apart is story. Yep, and Bolt was was a good flick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an entertaining flick, movie, but it was a good yeah. it was yep. a good flick. Um, where you can see the Pixar influence of Bolt was that first sequence when oh, he's absolutely. actually playing the playing the superhero character because that was that was just awesome. Stunning. Yeah, that was great. So, do you think then now that John Lasseter has the remember the Incredibles was nothing but the Fantastic yeah. Four? That's uh, is yeah, obvious. That was a, yeah, it was a, it was a better Fantastic Four movie. Say something again, guy. I think we're losing you a little on Skype. Hello, hello. Oh yeah, quit Skype and come back in, man. I'll bring you back. But yeah, no, the, the Incredibles, the Incredibles was, was it was it was it was a better Fantastic Four movie than the Fantastic Four. Was. Oh, absolutely. So here's oh maybe we'll wait till to guy gets back in here. Stupid Skype. I hate Skype. Um, since it's a geeky show, ever Skype was owned by eBay. They just basically sold Skype back to the guys who created Skype originally. Yeah, what's interesting, though, is they actually got their money back. Who did? Every, as eBay did, because they only sold part of Skype. They've, they've retained 40% of it, and the value they sold the 60% for is, is what they paid for uh, 60% of it last time around. So everyone was saying eBay had lost money on this deal, and in fact they managed to find a way to uh, to retain the value, which is, is actually fairly smart. Yeah, it was a pretty stupid move in the beginning, though. It was, it was stupid to buy it in the first place, but you there, guy? Smart to bring- yeah, I'm here. Okay, it sounds better. Um, we we're just while we were waiting for you to get back, we were talking about the eBay selling Skype, but blah 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 blah. Go finish your train of thought on it, though, David. Yeah, I I think it was 
um, you know, an interesting move to part sell, uh, retain some of Skype, and uh, you know, re-derive some of the value that uh, that eBay. I mean, eBay haven't really developed it, and they've they've also facing a lawsuit over it as well. But they've not actually lost money off the balance sheet by by doing this this part sale, which, uh, given their current financial situation, is a fairly shrewd maneuver. So, what was the buy it now price? <laughs> uh, it wasn't one click purchase trust me <laughs> so getting back to Marvel and Disney now that John Lasseter and we all agree that the Incredibles was a better Fantastic Four than the Fantastic Four was Sure. Um, now that he has access to all of the Marvel characters and I know the, the big hype right now is the live action superhero movies Batman yeah, where and you're going. go ahead how long do you think it is before John Lasseter grabs some of these characters and starts making animated Iron Man and Spider-Man and Hulk and Thor and Captain America and the Avengers and Blade? And Wouldn't that, wouldn't that done right? Wouldn't that be freaking ugh. awesome? Yeah, what would be really awesome, though, is if your Skype connection was working good. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're, you're toast, dude. Is, is Guy Jr. on the Xbox again? No, I, I I don't know what's going on. Well, it sounds okay at the moment, but you keep coming in and out. If it gets any worse, we're going to have to dump you. We'll drop okay. you like a hot potato. I hate being dumped. So do you think do you think that we're going to see some animated Pixar quality Marvel characters? I hope so. Uh, oh, well, I, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. The, uh, the only thing is, Pixar has always been about the story and creating uh, Pixar the quality. Yeah. I don't mean I, I don't, Pixar actually doing it. Pixar is not right. going to ever pick up someone else's property. They they have their right. own in-house characters. Right. And, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. I don't, I couldn't see them doing that, but certainly you know in terms of technology and and uh, approach and methodology for for delivering a movie that that'd be fantastic. You know the the there's a couple cartoons out there right now of Marvel characters. And my favorite would probably be Spectacular Spider-Man. That is fantastic. You know, it's kind of an anime look, which I usually don't enjoy. But this, there's been two seasons so far. And it's been a fan. They've taken Spider-Man back to high school. And it's just, like, Guy just said, it's, it's, isn't it a great guy? It's a fantastic yeah, it, show. It, it's kind of, but not quite the, the ultimate universe Spider-Man. Right. It's somewhere and- in between. Yeah, yeah, and and they're they're still doing um, some of the some of the great kind of '60s stories, but somewhat updated, updated, to, yeah. to now, without losing what makes the character unique. Yes, so I've got Peter Parker. You've got you've got all these all these other characters, Flash Thompson, and, and oh yeah, yeah, and and you even have um, uh, what's his name, the big fat guy. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't think of what what his character's yeah. name is. Who's who was basically introduced in the uh, the Ultimates universe. Yep. Um, and it, it's well written. It's it's well directed. Uh, voice the voice cast is notch. really really good. And isn't it done by uh, Andrea Romano? I I to be honest, I don't know. I just enjoy the crap out of it because it's just really really well done. I've not seen this show, but I'm going to have to get this now. This it, looks awesome. It, it, it's really great. You know, MTV did. Kind of a computer animated show, which I thought was well done. I thought that was the best Spider-Man ever until this one came out. This is a superior product on every level. Um, and I really... There's only two seasons so far, 
And yeah, my understanding is more. there's another third season coming, and they are definitely in chronological order. But it's just so well done. That's the best. The next one is the new Iron Man series. Now, they completely reinvented Iron Man for the series. He's a kid, a yeah. super intelligent kid. I was like, oh, this is just going to be crap. I, it, and it kind of has the same a- anime Spider-Man look. But, you know, Tony Stark is supposed to be an adult, a genius, an alcoholic, blah, 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 blah. Things that really isn't going to work in a cartoon. So is it really good to kind of retrofit? Him into that, a teenager. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to work. You know what, guy? It's fantastic. It's just I've I've avoided it because I, 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 was I, too, I saw I was one you. or two episodes and it was like, oh, this is just Yep. But if you watch it from the very beginning, go back and watch the there's only been one season so far, and I don't even think the this season is done yet. I think they took a break. But watch it from the beginning and it's really well done. The acting is good, the animation is good, the stories are very interesting. I like it. And like I said, I, I was very hesitant at first. I was like, I don't know. It's Iron Man as a teenager. It's kind of hokey. But, dude, it, it actually works. And it so works on the folks? same... Um, the Invincible Iron Man. And it works on the same level that the Spectacular Spider-Man show works on. It's mm. just really well done. I And I know what you're thinking, guy. You're like, oh, I saw a couple episodes. It didn't, it didn't well, twist it, my it's nipple just, like I thought it was. It's just that you know, Tony, Tony Stark invented the, the Iron Man costume through you know a long involved story if you've seen the movie you you right, kind of know you got to forget that for, and and I know that's it's it's easier to forget now that we have but, a but good that movie that takes away that takes away the whole core of why he became iron man instead of just being a this this kid who's got more money than sense yes but that's not really what this show is especially if you watch it from the very beginning i mean uh, in this alternate universe tony starks a boy genius and he's catered to on everything he wants. His dad's a multi-trillionaire. And he built this suit to try to one-up his father, to show him that, you know, I've got it too. And in the course of the first episode, his father dies. And that's where the story really begins. And I got to I gotta say, I'm really impressed with what they did with the character. Um, it took me probably the first two episodes to just to kind of put out of my mind... This is just a different Iron Man. This is not the Iron Man of the comics or the the movies or in the Avengers. This is not that Iron Man. And once I did that, I went back and watched those first two episodes, and I enjoyed them a lot more. So if you can go in, guy, and I know you're a comic book guy just like me. It's hard to give up our prejudices on this. You know, we try to hold up these comic books that were made in the 1960s, like the Holy Grail, and you can never freaking change anything. And if you do, it's blasphemy. And I think Brian Bendis proved us wrong with the Ultimate Spider-Man universe because that's the best Spider-Man I've ever read. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, well, no, I, I'm not saying that that it, it's not possible to to make some subtle changes in a character. And what Bendis did was he he basically took the core of of who Spider-Man was and took him back to his to his roots. Yep. And he he didn't really stray. Too far from the source material. As no, far he as didn't. But his, his the characters were better. I mean, everything it, it, it felt more well, like a yeah. real universe. Than, well, you figure you figure Uncle Ben lasted like what two pages in the original book before yes. he got killed because and, you know, and, they and, never and thought the, that Spider Man Spider Man was, was going to go anywhere. Right. And well, that and 
in the Ultimate Universe, he doesn't become Spider-Man to like issue three or four. Issue, I mean, yeah, it was like issue four. Yeah. So I mean, and, but it was okay really because the story was, the story was so good that right. it didn't matter. But that's what I'm trying to tell you with this Iron Man cartoon. Forget about what's come before, or you know, canon, or any of that, and just watch it with an open mind. I think you'd really like it. It's more science fiction than anything, and that's what I okay. like about it. Well, I have avoided it, but just to just to prove that I can have an open mind, I will. Uh, I, I will give it a second shot. But you got to start from the beginning, though, because like the spectacular Spider-Man, they do go in order. What happens so in one episode has an effect on the next episode. So if you didn't see the ones before, it's not as lost. easy to jump in. Well, you won't be lost, yeah. but you, you you won't understand why this character is important. This, um, this just just for our listeners, the show's called, actually called Iron Man Armored 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 Adventures. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the new Wolverine and the X Men. Have you seen that one, guy? Yeah, I, I've seen a couple of them, and they're okay. But I, I'm you know. It wasn't, I you know. I guess part of the problem for me is I'm kind of X manned out. Yep, I there's agree. there's so many books, and Wolverine is in every single one of them. The best Wolverine I, right now, by the way, is in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, That's I fantastic. would agree with that. Um, but and, but even in the books, the writers and the artists are kind of making fun of it, where they're saying, "Well, aren't aren't you in space? You know, or, yeah. or something along those lines." When you know, there's no way that this guy could be on this many teams. Actually, and the only was, reason why they have them on all those teams is he's because he's a, he's a super hot character. Right. Well, they actually had a, one issue of Wolverine that I read just recently where there wasn't hardly any dialogue, but it showed him jumping from one team and situation to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's like two weeks. And you actually see scenes from all these other books on these adventures that he's in. And uh, he goes to this bar just to kind of unwind because he's been nonstop for like a month. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? That's really good. And it, and it it went a long way to tying this character's all these different appearances together and how he does it. Um, but well, I, I think they're the, making I think they're making a mistake that the, well they've they been really, doing that for last fifteen years, guy. Ever well, yeah, but I mean, you look at Venom, who was a, also you know super a high, very popular yep. character, and so they had him in like. Everything and what happened was people finally went, "Ugh, please just just stop with the venom." Yep, nobody cares. So you're you're. I think that they're they're kind of cutting their own throat with Wolverine, and and they really need to stop it. I agree. Um, and that, DC needs who, to stop the same thing with Batman too. But yeah. going going back to this cartoon, the Wolverine and the X Men, I've watched all the episodes so far, and while it's well done and while it's well acted, and I, and I'm kind of enjoying the storyline, and I am curious to see where it goes. I am mutant hysteria out. Yeah. I don't really care anymore. Um, and I don't know why. I think it's just been, I, you know, they've attacked this issue from every angle possible. And when the Planet Hulk and Civil War and House of M, when all that happened, it seemed much more interesting with these core characters than what the X-Men were doing. And yeah. it kind of regulated, you know, the, these new creative people that Marvel got in, Brian Bendis, people like that, they came in and went to the core characters, the Avengers, and they said, you know what, this is the Avengers. They're supposed to be better than the X-Men. The Avengers are what the X-Men aspire to become. 
And, well, I'm not sure I agree with that, but go ahead. Well, that's 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 how it was for the longest time in the 80s and the 70s. You know, every every superhero wanted to be an Avenger. I mean, that was the ultimate super team in the Marvel Universe. To be an Avenger was an honor. Uh, to be an X-Men is like, oh, well, you're just another X-Men. Stand back over there. You're an X-Men Blue. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, or X-Force. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, you know so the, the whole X-Men was just so played out. We're... we're persecuted all the time and wah 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 yeah the avengers were something different and they went back to what made the avengers great and made them great again they made captain america relevant again and cool absolutely and not just because they recently killed him but he was cool thor was a badass thor was supposed to be a badass if you're fight if you're a supervillain and, and you see Thor coming. And you see Thor or Iron Man or Captain America coming, you're gonna crap in your pants. <laughs> you know, if you see if you see Cyclops or Storm coming, you're like, Oh well, I might still be able to get away. You see Iron Man, Thor, or Captain America coming, I'm sorry, dude. You're you're putting a load in your underoos right now. <laughs> and that's what they went back to. And they're evil underoos, by the way. Absolutely. So the new X Men cartoon while I'm kind of enjoying it, it it's just not, seems it's not right. Something retread. you go out of your way for? No, if it's on, and I'll set the DVR up to see if it's new episodes, and if there is, I'll record them and I'll get around to watching them eventually. But I mean, I, I quite honestly, I'd rather watch almost anything else. Yeah, you know, it, it it's like hmm, I can watch Top Gear on BBC or X Men. I'll watch Top Gear, even though it was recorded in 2007. <laughs> so, so you know, it, I, I just think that they need to kind of look at reinventing the X-Men as well. Not in the comic books, because I think that's a lost cause, but Well, they, need to, they need to kill about half the books is what they need to they, do. They've, yeah, they've, but the thing is, they, in, even the TV shows, they've reinvented. Um, there was X-Men Evolution, which was a, an attempt to do the same thing as you were talking about those other two shows. Yep. Take them back, make them younger, make them teenagers, all that sort of thing. Didn't, it was, but it, it didn't was a, work either. Well, well it was a fun with, show, but it, it it had the same problem. The problem is, the X Men as a team is difficult anyway because they it, the membership constantly changes, yep. the relationships constantly change. I've always think there's there's, there's always been a flaw in the X Men books in that you know one minute uh, the, this is meant to be a school of of gifted mutants under the you know the leadership of uh, you know Professor, Professor Rex, Xavier. Yeah. He's never there. Mm-hmm. This guy is the most derelict headmaster of any school's ever Absolutely. been. He's never ever there. He's either kidnapped or brainwashed or dead or or married to somebody in, on another planet. The X Men were great up until Chris Claremont left in the eighties, early nineties, and that's what killed it. Um, because you could always count on the X Men annual or an issue of the X Men where they're playing baseball on the grounds. And, you know, Wolverine taking Cyclops out for a beer. Or, or night- kicking his ass. <laughs> or, or Nightcrawler hanging, out, hanging around whining about stuff. It was a team. It was the same people. You know, they would go through changes. They would change their look, just like in real life. But it was still that core team. And then it became super hot, and they just started adding more and more and more and more. And... It, honestly, I think it sucks now. I don't even bother to read the X Men for the most part. 
Um, because I don't understand it anymore. Why the hell is Emma Frost an X-Man? Are yeah. you kidding me? She was this old school marm who was actually evil, and now all of a sudden she's a hot chick that wears a push-up all the time. Yeah, it, she was just, with the Hellfire Club, for yeah, God's sake. I mean, and now she's Cyclops' girlfriend. It, it, well, she's as it's starting to turn out, I yeah, think. Yeah, she's uh, not good. She's still not good, because she was with the Illuminati. Right. Which, no, uh, she was not with the Illuminati. Oh, no, not the Illuminati. Um, the the uh, new Masters of Evil thing. Yeah. Now, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on in the Marvel Universe right now, I have to say, they took a character, Norman Osborn, who was kind of always Spider-Man's foil, kind of, but Spider-Man always beat him, so you never took him too serious, and kind of a joke character to begin with. He's not so much a joke anymore. Wow. Have they just completely... <laughs> and, and who is that? Brian Bendis? I yeah. mean... It's, wow, that man has got some talent. He's taken these characters that I really didn't ever cared about or haven't cared about in a long time, and he, he's not so much reinventing them, but reintroducing them. And that's one character. I mean, he is. Well, who would have thought? Who would have thought that Norman Osborn would be wearing the Iron Man armor with a big American flag on it? Really? Well, you know what he is now. You, you, do He's you know, in charge of Shield no, no, or but Hammer. Do you, know, do you know in the Marvel universe? Do you know who Norman Osborn is? He's Lex Luthor, you know, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He, it's, okay. it's, he's Lex Luthor's Marvel universe, or he's Marvel universe's Lex Luthor, I should say. And it's brilliant. It's a brilliant move. And you know, because of the way it's going to go, he's going to be taken down. And but they it, won't it, kill him. No. Well, why would they? I wouldn't kill him either. But it's brilliant what they're doing so now that disney owns marvel and disney is known to make quality animation do you think that they're chomping at the bit to get some of these characters and putting them in great cartoons well i think about on television or the movies or no on on both we'll go both but but here's here's actually my more fundamental question than that which is Will Disney leave the comics as they are? Yes, I think or will so. They, you, you, do you think they won't take the opportunity to actually look at some of the criticisms you guys have just made no. in the last 10 minutes of conversation and say, no. you know what, let's rationalize this, let's align it, let's make sure that the movies and the TV shows and the comics all line up and run from the same continuity no. and uh, interact with each other and are single properties rather than the kind of free-for-all mess that it is at the moment? Well, well it's no, not really and, a, and it's I'll tell you, anymore. I'll tell you why. Um, They've cleaned Disney up themselves. Disney actually though. has their own line of comics, and other than just making sure that you know the characters in the Disney comics, you know, don't get you know naked or do anything that would upset kids, they, Disney has very little to do with those comics. They don't care, as you know, as kids are buying it. They make it, money. That's all yeah, Disney cares about. It's making about. money, and that's yep. really what it comes down to. Well, what, what does that mean for for um, the prospects of new characters and new books out of Marvel? Then I think, that, think I think it's greater. It won't make any difference. No, I think it will because I think Disney is going to be the type of care- company that, at least with the people who are in charge of Disney now, that understands what it means to create something new. And all you have to do is look at what Pixar has done over the last decade. I mean, who the heck was Buzz Lightyear before Disney? Or before Toy Story, who was Woody? Who you know the Cars, Monsters, Up, yeah, Nemo, all new, all, new all brand new characters that never existed before. 
And the people that are in charge of Disney now understand creating new characters is very important. And I think that you're going to see new characters in the Marvel Universe. But do you think that it would be related to Disney owning them or that they'll have more of a hands-off approach? No, I think Disney will put someone in charge of the overall comics division at Marvel who will bring a philosophy that Marvel desperately needs. And I don't think you're going to see that right away because Disney doesn't want to rock the boat too much and lose a lot of readers. But I think you're going to see that. In fact, I, I, I am certain of it. And if you look at the move that DC just made, and you can get into that, David, um, I, I think that it, it for the entire comic book industry, I think Disney buying Marvel is not only huge, but good for the industry. Well, certainly DC have been, and Warner Brothers have apparently been forced to respond. Uh, and the news today we're hearing is that, is that what they're, what they're going to do is they've, they've set up a, a separate company to handle uh, the DC properties and effectively do what Disney's going to be doing to the Marvel properties, which is, you know, promote them, cross, cross them, cross them over where they need to be crossed over, but effectively make better use of them than they have, than they have at the moment. Because, I mean, if you think it's complicated on the Marvel side, DC's even worse in terms of how they move their properties back and forth between different media. Oh, it's horrible. DC has never had a cohesive universe. They've screwed it up so many times, and every single time they try to fix it... Fix it, it makes it worse. And they make it absolutely worse. If, if I was in charge of DC Comics right now, I would completely start over. And I know it would make a lot of fanboys mad, but when you come when it comes to the characters and the storyline, they can't touch Marvel. They can't touch them. So if I was DC, I would start from scratch everything. And I would say, whatever you knew about DC Comics before is gone. It's out the window. Yep. Everything, get rid of, get rid of everything. the Superman marriage to yep. start with. Everything. Everything would start from issue one. From this point on, the history that you knew before does not exist anymore. Those are dead. This is the new DC. It's starting from scratch right now. And they would lose. They would lose a lot of readers. Early I think they on, would get a lot more readers long term. They, they would get more long term. I would. I would concentrate on the characters because DC has never done that. They've concentrated on the event. It's yeah. it's fifty two and right. Well, the characters in Marvel. It's not Spider Man. It's Peter Parker. It's not Iron Man. It's Tony, it's Tony Stark. Stark. It's Steve Rogers. That's who Captain America is. Steve Rogers is Captain America. Yeah, Matt Murdock. And it so doesn't on. matter who's in the in the costume of Captain America. Steve Rogers is Captain America. Okay. The difference is DC only has a couple characters that are like that. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Who's dead now? Well, temporarily anyway. Yeah, until they resurrect him. That's what I sure. mean. Stop screwing around with stuff like that. Because nobody's going to take whoever's in the Batman costume now seriously because they know Bruce Wayne is going to come back. Because that's Batman. I would right. I would cancel every single comic out there and start from scratch. Right in the middle of storylines. Yeah, it would piss a lot of people off, but oh well. Or at least give them a three months. Tell all the creative talent you have three months to wrap up whatever story you're working on because they're all canceled from uh, January 1st, 2010 on and we're starting from scratch. We're going to put an emphasis on the characters in well, real-world situations. Couldn't couldn't they kind of do uh, do what Bendis did with the, the Ultimate Universe? And, no, and just... be, no, no, no. Because DC is too convoluted. 
everybody knows what would eventually happen, which is somebody would say, it's a crisis on infinite Earths, and this is where the ultimate Superman is going to meet the real Superman. Oh, God. Exactly. That's exactly my point. If you want to read a great Superman story, I can't remember exactly the name of the title, and the guy, you've probably read it, where um, this guy's name is Clark Kent, and he knows who Superman is because it's a comic book. And it turns out he's an actual, he is Superman in real in the real world. And it was brilliantly done. And, of course, it's one of their alternate universe titles, which freaking DC loves to do. But, but it was brilliantly done. And I was like, wow, can't they make the regular Superman be like this? This is just brilliant. This is fantastic. Why can't they bring, and I know some people will have a hissy fit for about this, why huh. can't they have an ongoing Watchmen series? Why? Because you might piss off a, uh, a creator who did a comic book. And, and has sworn that he'd never ago. work with you again anyway. Right. Well, duh. You've got, a, you've got a movie that was well done. Start from Watchmen number one. And forget about the series that came before. Everybody knows it's brilliant. And just make a great series of it. An ongoing series. And you could have Rorschach. You can have Night Owl. You can have Doctor Manhattan comics. Yeah, it could be before the events of. Uh, no, 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 no. Forget about the Watchmen guy. That's what I'm saying. Forget about it. It never happened in the new universe. Start from scratch on everything. So all these characters would already pre-exist. No, start from scratch. Well, no, we're talking about the Watchmen universe. I'm talking about all of it. Oh, okay. Yes, the Watchmen universe, start from scratch. The DC universe, start from scratch. They'll never do it. They don't have the guts. I know. I you know. And, and that's the problem. And, and that's you know, why Marvel, I don't Marvel, Marvel was the same way, you know, not not all that long ago. You know, there was about, part, of the, part of the problem. For about 10 years ago. Com- yeah, well, part of the problem that both companies have is these characters have been around for so long and have, you know, so much backstory that it's difficult to keep track of, of you know what each character is and who they know and who who they've loved and blah 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 blah. So what what Marvel tried to do with Spider Man and you know I'm talking about the Clone Saga, um, it it really was kind of a cool concept where they're gonna they were basically saying okay well Peter Parker has lost his powers and this Spider Spider Clone who everybody thought was dead is still alive. And he still has a Spider-Man power, so he's going to kind of take over. And Mary Jane and and Peter Parker were going to go up to the you know the wilds of Maine and you know do their little thing. And you'd have Ben Riley and all new characters, and you know no huge amount of backstory to have to worry about. And it was it was a good idea that was very poorly implemented. Yeah. And then they basically tried to erase it all a couple times. They got, yeah, they got scared because yeah. the fanboys, you know, the Marvel fanboys went ballistic. It's got to be Peter. And you know what? That's the problem with comics now. You have these fanboys who are dictating to the companies what you can and what you cannot do. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the companies put stock in a, a, a small minority of people. And and that it's a real problem. I, I find this. As somebody who's not as grounded in comics as you two are you know i, I don't know if grounded is quite the word but go ahead <laughs> well well I, I, I don't i don't have the history of comics okay. you guys do i like i like them i read them but I, I you know i've not read all these books for for many many years 
And I, I find it so confusing going to a comic book store. It's impossible well, it's, for some it's of these characters to figure out yeah. what should I read? Where, where should I start? Yep. You know, some characters have five or six different books, or they're appearing in five or six different books at one time. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell's going on? It's completely inaccessible. It's yep, so inward-looking. If I, if I was DC, and I'll leave Marvel out of this equation because, quite honestly, they're doing pretty good right now. And they're bought by Disney now, so who knows what's going to happen. But with if somebody at Time Warner hired me and said, okay, we want you to run the creatively DC Comics, DC Comics I would go to all the creators and I'd say, all the books are canceled. We're starting from scratch. No alluding to a back history. Nothing has happened before. You're starting from scratch. Who is Superman? Who's Green Bring Lantern? him back to the beginning. Who is Green Lantern? Green Lantern is not supposed to be on Earth all the time. That is a science fiction comic. Make it a science fiction comic. I mean, there's a Green Lantern who's a freaking squirrel. Treat it seriously. You know? <laughs> Uh, who is Batman? Who is Robin? I, I mean, I think the biggest character that DC has that they flubbed time and time again is Wonder Woman. So who is Wonder Woman? Well, if it doesn't make sense to make her some kind of an Amazon princess anymore, fine, change it, make it better. She was a, she was some lady in New York who. Uh, got bit by a radioactive bracelet, <laughs> <laughs> and and make her cool, make her different, make her interesting. You know, forget about the invisible jet. None of that stuff has happened. Start from scratch. It's and why not does she just, even need an invisible jet since she can fly? Yeah, exactly. But you know, that's that's my point though. Start from scratch. Forget about everything that's come before. And when you finally get around to making a Justice League three years from now. After these characters have had some history and we know who they are, it would have to be sooner than that. No, no, it can't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't last. You wouldn't last three years if if it took that long to get the Justice League going. Nobody reads the Justice League anymore, guy. Look at the top list; it's never up there anymore. It's a joke. Look who's in the Justice League—a bunch of freaking nobody characters. It's a joke. That's my point. It's the fanboy in you that's saying, oh, it couldn't last that long. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not if so you much built that... up to it, if you made the first appearance of Batman in a Superman comic a big event, knowing that eventually they're going to form the Justice League in a few years, it's a big event. You're going to look forward to it. it and I'm telling you, it, you, you have to build it up slowly. You can't have the big events all happen at once. Start from scratch, start slowly, build the actual characters, who these people are. Make people care about the supporting characters. It would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. Reimagine some of the villains. The Penguin doesn't have to be this little short guy all the time that really doesn't have any powers. Make him menacing. Which they kind of did in the Batman. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I kind of like the Joker from the Batman series. Not I don't the, like like the way he looks. I don't either, but I like the character himself. Uh, he was yeah. brilliantly done. Do that in the comic books. That's all I'm saying. Start from scratch. Make the Joker consistent. He's an evil. Make the Joker what he is in in uh, the Dark Knight Returns or the Dark Knight movie. That he's someone that doesn't have any fear. That he's exactly the opposite of Batman, and the only way you're ever going to stop this character is to kill him. And, of course, that goes against the moral code of the superheroes. 
So even though they may stop him, they're never really going to beat Joker because they have to kill him to stop him. And he knows it. And he knows it. You know, start from scratch, the whole thing. And when you introduce a new character, make him unique. When you bring in Hawkman, make it unique and cool so people want to read more Hawkman. You know, it's not Batman with wings. Well, this will never happen, you know. It never will, because they won't hire me. (laughs) I wouldn't hire me either, because I would mess it up so bad that I'd have people quitting out of protest. But that's fine. Because they suck. Because because they're (laughs) inaccessible to new people, like David is saying. And that's my point. David is not going to go into a store and pick up a copy of anything... Because how many X-Men comics are there now? What I, well, yeah, what I tend to do is wait till things are collected into a, yeah, a trade graphic novel or a trade yeah. paperback. And I read those because being self-contained like that, it can, you know, it can work for me as a self-contained story. I don't have to worry about finding all the backstory or understanding you know, all the ins and outs of what exactly is going on. And one of the things the thing I'm reading about is relevant. to actually the story I'm talking about, or whether it's setting up the next big event that's, that's already been planned six months in the future. I wish they stopped with the events. What happened to just do stories, just write cool stories, develop the characters over time, but don't set everything up across 15 books to create some big, publishing event because you know all that is is again pandering to the fanboys yep yep absolutely right and they're and some of the numbers show that they did pretty good with them but for the most part you lose readers because someone's in the middle of a series and then for the next three issues oh it's infinite crisis on civil wars hulk event and so you're like ugh, and, and it completely goes off track and by the time it gets back to normal who cares about the original you care. story? You're like, I don't even care anymore. And and that's the problem with comic books. Make them consistent. Just follow the 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 Bendis lead in Ultimate Spider-Man. And even he got derailed just recently with the whole Ultimate thing. The Ultimate Crisis or what? I don't even... I, Ultimatum. Yeah, it was horrible. Well, they've, they've kind of gone back. You know, they've... They they've, rebooted the series again. It's at issue number one. Yeah. And and that's fine because that book is still has the same writer. And you could tell he really wasn't into this whole big event and it was shoved down his throat, but he did the best he could. Stop shoving stuff like this down people's throat. Seriously, you don't need these huge events every year that goes for three months or six months. And then we get a couple months off and then the next big event is already gearing up. I mean, I don't know what the hell... What was the big event that's just happened in the, for the last six years in D.C.? Oh, um... Crap, I don't know. <laughs> Crisis. Was that it? Well, yeah, but, I mean, there were parts of it that were go- that was going on in 52. There were exactly. parts that's of it that point. was going on in the whole... It was horrible. You know, Green Lantern, Red Lantern, you know, Chartreuse Lantern, Gay Lantern, you know, whatever, that... You know, they were just, it was too many pieces. Exactly my point, guy. Exactly my point. Stop all that crap. And maybe with uh, with Marvel getting bought by DC, maybe some of that crap will stop, David. 
But I yeah. don't think so, at least not initially. I think eventually that will stop, but it's going to take a while. It really will. Yeah, we kind of got off got off track there for a bit. <laughs> no, I brought it back. <laughs> back full circle. I, I, I brought it back so, to tie it up. So when are we going to say when are we going to see the uh, Wolverine Hannah Montana crossover? Won't be long oh, now. God. But you know that's the thing with Disney. The problem with Marvel before is they always had to make these different deals with different studios, or you know, uh, it, it was a kludge. And because yeah. they had so many different deals, you would never see Spider-Man in an X-Men movie. Right. You know, you'll never see this character with that coat. But they started addressing that just recently. You know, Tony Stark shows up at the end of the last Hulk movie. Brilliant. And it's setting yeah. up the Avengers. And Samuel Jackson shows yeah. up in, uh, in Iron Man. In Iron Man. Yep. Setting up the Avengers. That's the way it's done. That's the way to do it. And they should be able to do it in the X-Men as well. And but they, they can't. They can't. That's Fox. Exactly. And so, with Disney owning it now, a big company with their own distribution, their own movie studios, many, they can actually, once all these contracts are either bought out or finished, they can do it right. And I think that's when you're going to start seeing a more cohesive universe from these characters, David. Yeah. Well, one one yeah. thing that one thing that Disney could do, you know, to you know, it, it won't make any sense to try to get out of out of like a six picture contract. Like oh yes, Spider-Man. it would. It would absolutely no, because make it sense. would cost it would you know it would cost them billions to do so, because you know even even Spider Man three, which which honestly wasn't a very good movie, still made three hundred you know three hundred and fifty million in the box office. So you know Fox isn't going to give that up. So what you do instead Sony. is, sorry, oh sorry, Sony. Um, what you do instead is you say, look, you know, we'll make the movie. We'll spend the hundred to hundred and fifty million dollars to make the movie. We give you, you know, twenty five to fifty percent distribution right off the top, and everybody makes out. But it, this will allow them to add characters that are under contract to different studios. So what do you do at this point then? If, if they go your route, guy. Mm-hmm. And they basically cut them into profit sharing until the contract's up, or maybe even right. extend the contract to make it more palatable. Do you, if you're Disney, then say all the movies that came before are null and void? We're starting from scratch. No, you don't. You, you don't even worry about it because you don't necessarily have to have seen Spider-Man Two to enjoy, or in some cases, not enjoy Spider-Man Three. You didn't necessarily need to see um, the second X-Men movie to enjoy Wolverine. Or, you know, I mean, cause you have to remember that, that we're, we're starting to get these, these franchise movies. We're starting to get into an area that really didn't exist as far as comic books go. Because most comic book movies prior to, you know, the, the late 90s were just so awful. They would make one and then it, they would not make any more. You know the the Batman series is a good example of something that they should have stopped after one or two. Same thing with Superman. Yeah, so, but I agree. You you, you know like, you look at the Superman Returns movie. They didn't even address anything that happened in Superman three or Superman four. No, they, they said, just look, pretended it didn't happen. They just pretend like it didn't happen. So, well, that you was don't my necessarily, question. Well, you don't necessarily have to do that because why did they not include those two movies 
in when they were talking about Superman Returns. Well, let's not talk about Superman so, Returns because that's they such were a so, crap movie. Well, it was. It wasn't. Certainly wasn't. As, I don't think it was all that bad. Dude, he's but, a peeping tom. Uh, but, okay, it's Superman. Right. He's a peeping tom. He's let's, an illegitimate let's not, father. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not get the sidetracked. Man owns child let's support. Let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about peeping you know, tom. You don't have to. You, you don't have to ignore what's happened before. Peeping but tom. But the whole. The whole point is. You've got some pretty decent comic book movies that have made over the last five to ten years. And as long as you're not going to get into contract trouble with whoever it is that, that, that either owned or currently owns the franchise rights, you know, there's no reason why you can't include some of that, some of that canon in with a new movie that's made under the direction of Disney with a, you know, a wink and a nod to Fox or a wink and a nod to Sony. The real question is going to be, would Fox or Sony be willing to play ball? Yeah. Or are they, are no. they going to be assholes about it? Of course they'll be assholes. And speaking of assholes, that's the end of this episode of Geekiest Show Ever. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's finish. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this show, you probably know that we do another podcast on a weekly basis. It's called the MyMac.com podcast. If you don't already subscribe, we'd encourage you to go up to iTunes and subscribe using the brand new iTunes 9. Uh, we also are all on Twitter. I am uh, twitter.com slash mymac. Guy Searle is... Mac Parrot, not Mac Hippie. Mac Parrot. <laughs> and David Cohen. Uh, David B. Cohen. Cool. So follow us there. And uh, we'd love to get feedback. I know a lot of people are listening to the show, but I don't know. The, the feedback is kind of anemic. So let us know what you think of the show. Would you like us to tighten it up a little bit? Have, I don't know, actual shows where we talk about one subject the whole way through? Yeah, Would you like us to? That. Yeah. Would you like us to start? I don't know, bringing in guests, doing interviews on this show. Um, quite honestly, we started this show so we could do what we just did: talk about subjects that are interesting to us. And not really care that anybody's actually listening. We're just having a conversation, and hopefully you'll enjoy that conversation. Yeah, Dwayne what, McDuffie would have been a good guest for this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we could probably get him, actually. But, you know, we really, really, really would love feedback from you guys. And so send feedback to feedback at mymac.com, and uh, that will come directly to me, and I'll share it with the guys. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Geeky Show Ever. Thanks for listening.